hello, hello there. So you're getting paid to do a job. Shouldn't that just be enough? Or should we be intentionally focused on creating cultures where our workforce is happy? Shouldn't that just be enough? We're going to talk about all of that today. Oh my goodness. Where our workforce is happy. We're going to talk about. Oh my goodness. All right, everybody, pause for one second. We've got to figure out what's happening here with our technical difficulties as they continue. All right, there we go. All right, Rhonda, exhale, rewind. We're going to start again. All right. So, hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So, you're getting paid to do a job. Shouldn't that just be enough? Or should we be intentionally focused? on creating healthy, happy workforces. We're gonna talk about all of that today, and we're gonna talk about two strategies that you can use to make sure that you are on the road to creating a happier, more empowered, healthier workforce. So take a deep breath. Let's lead above the grind. day everyone great day welcome thank you so much for joining us we have an amazing guest that's going to be joining us today she's been having some internet issues so she's popping in and out so we're going to go ahead and get started so super excited that you're here with us welcome to the coffee with Rhonda show another episode this is episode 75 wow we're just climbing away and today we're going to talk about what we can do to create more empowered cultures and workforces um, how do we prioritize well-being in the workplace so that's going to be our conversation today before we get into all of that we'd like you to uh, do a couple of housekeeping items don't forget that we are growing 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 our youtube page so if you have an opportunity to go to coffeewithrondashow.com and subscribe to our youtube page we would greatly appreciate it number two don't forget to comment 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 have discussions with us through this conversation your comments and your thoughts really help power our conversation so we want to hear from you and then lastly don't forget to share and like the video because i can promise you there will be something said during this discussion that someone else will benefit from so um with all of that being said my name is rhonda y williams and i'm your host for the show and i'm super excited to be joining you today i help servant leaders reduce stress and expand their skill set so that they can get much bigger, better results on a much more consistent basis. If you want to learn more about what we do at Leadership Above the Grind Mentoring and Coaching Academy, you can visit EliteLeaders.net and we can share more with you there. So let me see if I can get our guest up. All right. We're going to hope that her, her video and audio are okay. Um, and so in the meantime, Let's get our, our co-host to introduce. Hello, Mireille. Good evening to you. Hello, hello, hello. Good evening, everyone. This is Mireille, the great net engineer with you. And you probably know me by now. I'm, I'm an engineer, but I'm also all about greatness. So I make sure that people understand that they have greatness inside of them and step into this greatness. I help them to get the result that they want by basically unleashing this greatness. I'm also the CEO of MT Energy Resources. And uh, today I have water in my cup. So I'm ready for, I don't have to be, you know, to bring the coffee. I am ready for this conversation, which is quite an important one right now. So welcome everyone. 
Thank you so much, Marae. Look, I'm, I'm moving so fast. We had some technical difficulties to start, so it sort of threw me off my game a little bit. I had to take a deep breath, and then we started with more technical difficulty. I forgot to share with you all that I have my cup. This is my cup. I have my coffee with Rhonda cup, my black mug today, and um, and that in my cup today, I have um, a cinnamon mocha uh, coffee today, and so that's what I have in my cup. Uh, when our special guest gets back, I want to have her introduce herself, uh, and we're going to really dive into this conversation about creating more empowerment, uh, more empowered cultures. Also, I want to remind you that at the end of the show, towards the end of the show, we'll be doing our top two. This one might be a little bit more challenging, so I want to give everyone a heads up. I don't want you to share it with us yet, but later on, we're going to ask you for your top two favorite quotes your top two favorite quotes. And then we will um, ask you to share that with us later. So hold on to that later. I just wanted to give you a chance to get your thoughts together around that. And let's see if we can introduce our special guest. Uh-oh, she's popping in and out. I think she's having internet issues. Oh no. Listen, technology has not been kind to yeah. us this morning. <laughs> And, and and I think it's gonna test your stressful your stress skills today. So I, that's a, that's a good you know live way of testing you know that your stress the stress management strategies are actually working. Yeah, let's 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 put that stress-free leader to the test today. So for sure, so I want to say hello, good morning to a couple of people out there. So Regina's out there. Good morning, everyone. It's Regina from New Jersey. I have coffee in my cup. What a pleasure to be here. Good morning, Regina. Uh, Mom is there. Good morning, Mom. Uh, very excited to be here this morning. Blueberry lemonade in my cup this morning. Oh, wow, Mom, you always have the most interesting things um, in your cup. That sounds delicious. Um, Melvin's out there. Hello, brother. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for tuning in. And Michael is out there. Hey, Michael, great to see you today. Uh, good evening, ladies. Rock away as usual. We're going to be looking forward to your comments in this conversation as well, Michael. I'm going to try to get our special guest back on so she can say hello to you all and introduce herself. Um, hi, Fetso. Can you hear us? <laughs> yes. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear yes. you. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, so great to have you. I know. Finally, I, I, when I tell you all that technical um, challenges this morning have been running rampant, uh, please believe me when I tell you. So, so why don't you introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are, what you do in the world, um, and then uh, share with us what you have in your cup. Okay. I want. I'm currently at one, so it's uh, 30 minutes past five. Oh, right you're now. breaking up a little bit. I'm breaking up. Okay, I can hear you now. Try it again. Okay, um, I don't know what's going on with my Wi-Fi today, but I'm currently just sitting next to the router. Am I still audible? Yeah. Yes, yes, we can hear you well now. Okay, great. So yes, I'm 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 in Botswana. I'm a transformational coach. I I love women empowerment. I work with the youth. Um, I I enjoy reading, listening to music, and you know interacting with people, getting to know people, what they like, and really forming rewarding relationship um, relationships. And in my cup. I have my cup of coffee right here. It's uh oh. We lost, we lost you at the end. We heard everything up to the cup. And so you're in Botswana. I want to be sure that everyone um caught that piece of information. And Fatsa, what time is it there for you? It's quarter past five. Okay. All right. Quarter past five for you. So thank you so much for joining us. Let's dive into our conversation today because today we really want to talk about creating cultures that are empowered. Years ago, we started to shift away from using the term health uh, happy employees. Um, mm -hmm. the, the prevailing wisdom was that we did not need employees to be happy, but we wanted them to be empowered, right? So we shifted away from happy employees to empowered employees. There seems to be a bit of a trend where we're shifting back. 
And mm -hmm. in moving back the other way, some recent studies have shown that happy employees are 20% more productive. And so organizations are beginning to look at this and go, so, oh, okay, so maybe we do need our employees to be happy and what that means and what that looks like. So I wanna say um, hello to Dorothy. Hi, Dorothy, thanks so much for joining us. It's so great to see you. Look forward to your comments during this um, as well. And then Michael said, technology humbles the best of us. Don't sweat it. You are doing just fine entertaining us. Thank you so much, Michael. Oh, my gosh. It, it's been a while since we've had these kinds of tech challenges on the show. But it's all good. We're here and we're moving forward. So, so here's what I, I want to share with you right now. I want to share with you some reasons why um, companies should be thinking about happier workplaces. And then Fetso and Murray, I want to get you all to react to this, right? Mm -hmm. To what you're seeing here and then add your own spin on why creating happy, healthy workplaces and cultures is something that every single organization should be focused on. So I'll share that with you after we share this graphic. Right, uh, particularly given the contribution of your practices and policies. So, um, Marie, let's come to you, and then I want to go to Fetso and get you all to really expand on this for us a bit. So, Marie, what did you see, and those reasons that um, really resonates with you? The one one of the reasons that resonates with me is the productivity and the fact that they bring you know more value into your organization, and that's that's key you know and you, you really want to make sure that you know the happiness is there to get the benefit from you know this added value that they bring. And I've I actually had uh, you know an experience that in my last uh, my last job. Uh, I had, uh, uh, I mean, uh, a woman, nobody could do anything with her. I mean, she would refuse to, she would just do what whatever she, you know, she wanted to do and do the bare minimum. And uh, I actually find you uh, created the environment to talk to her outside the office and understand exactly why, you know, she she had this, uh, you know, this attitude. And from this conversation, it actually opened up that she actually had, you know, problem herself at home. And that was a way to, to react, you know, uh, in, in the office. And this reaction was obviously creating problem in the team. And as soon as, you know, I, I, she could actually explain to me and I could be understanding, she become the happiest, you know, member of the team, and it made a difference, you know, because the, the, the our projects were really, you know, now getting delivered on time. There was a, a better atmosphere. She she was basically the bottleneck, and and just having to switch, you know, her, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, understand what she's going through and and making her appear, it actually translated into, you know, productivity being improved for the team. So it is very important that uh, mm -hmm. we, you know, we, we, we work with uh, happy people because it, it can be detrimental, not only for to us, but also to the, to the organization. Such a powerful story, Marae. Thank mm -hmm. you for sharing that because it illustrates perfectly how we have to be able to show up and bring our whole selves to work. And when we're able to do that, then we're uh, more productive, we're happier, we feel better, more understood. Fetzel, what's what stood out for you and some of those reasons? Thank you, Brenda. Oh, I can't. We're losing your audio. Can you hear me? Yeah, now I can hear you. You came across very clear then. Okay, great. So empowering influence. Um, bring in so if you may allow me Rhonda, I would like to just switch it a, a little bit um, 
Oh, that's so your audio isn't good. I want I know you're saying something incredibly valuable and important, and I want people to be able to hear you. And they just it's breaking up almost like every other word. We we're not able to hear you. And so, yeah, she's going to go out and come back in. So, Marie, let's continue and we'll bring mm -hmm. um, that back when she gets back in. You know, one of the things that stood out for, for me on that is at the end of the day, it is our responsibility to create environments um, where our teams can feel mentally healthy, right? That mm -hmm. we are not creating these stressors in the environment that really cause our team uh, to not be able to engage well and to be stressed and frustrated and overwhelmed. I don't know, Marae, if many um, organizations really look at that responsibility seriously and incorporate it into the work that they do. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's difficult, especially with the kind of environment that we are in right now. It's all about speed. It's all about KPI. It's all about, you know, uh, you, you know the uh, what what we gain without really thinking about the the input because the input is you know all the people that are actually working. So how you know how do they and 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 uh, and that's that's the problem is that there's a lot of uncertainty there's a lot of you know volatility which translate into. Uh, organization not really going and and making sure that they look at how you know the the employee are, are, are doing and how they are feeling uh, and and they just make you know uh, uh, the only thing that that is uh, important for them is the outcome and mm -hmm. making sure that they they get more and more but without knowing that you know whatever comes out it's it's the part of what's coming so you have to make sure that what's coming is actually you know good so the work that you want your people to do you have to make sure they do it happy and they do it in a in a in a, in a state of mind that that will actually help you to deliver absolutely so um it, it's we think about task we don't think mm -hmm. about state of mind we don't mm -hmm. talk about emotion yeah, at least here in the States, Marie, we don't really bring emotion into the equation. We think, well, this is work. Leave the emotion mm -hmm. out of it at home and focus on that. We have a really good question, and uh, let's see if we can respond to this. So um, Sujan said, um, how does individual mindfulness play a part in organizational transformation? I think that's a really great question mm -hmm. because there is this element of ownership um, by mm -hmm. the individual person for you know, really stepping into what's happening for them, right? And, and really having them be able to own um, their own emotional state. But I think, Sujin, I think that connects to having an empowered workforce. So if mm -hmm. you feel, and let me bring um, Fetso back in. And Fetso, we are responding to this question um, that Sujin raised. Um, how does individual mindfulness play a part in organizational transformation? When you create empowerment across the organization, you open up lines of communication, right? And when those lines of communication open, now you can have a flow and exchange uh, back and forth that allows people to step into what they're feeling and what they're experiencing. So Sujin, when I think of mindfulness, I'm thinking, what's happening for me in this moment? Right. What's mm -hmm. coming up for me in this moment? How am I feeling? And am I able to comfortably express that and own mm -hmm. my own feelings? Right. Because my feelings are my own and I should not be blaming others for my feelings. But I want to be able to say what's happening for me and then how I um, and then what I can do with that from there. But if the lines of communication are not open, so let's see if we can if we can hear you and if you can respond to some of this question by Sujan as well. Hi, can you hear me? I can hear yeah. you. <laughs> you know, technology sometimes really is frustrating. Um, yes, absolutely. Uh, and for me, Rhonda, it's um, it's about the employer creating that safe environment for the employee to to feel at home for the employee to to be able to to show up at the at the workplace so it's important that as in for me to to be mindful at the at my workplace i need to feel like I'm safe, I'm in the right environment. So yeah, I definitely agree with what you just said. And 
again, maybe to add, it's important that as individuals, you know, you work towards this as well yourself. You know, you create the the, the mindfulness. You don't wait for your emplo- employer to create that safe space. So as an individual, what can you do in your own little corner to make mm-hmm. it a safe environment for for yourself? So it's a it's a relationship, you know, it's it's both you the, as the employee and the employer coming to together to create that safe space. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much for adding that because it is a it's a unity, right? It's a coming of mm-hmm. it's a coming together. Um, I love the process of transforming organizations through this process because there's this awareness that happens where one typically the leaders are thinking. Of course it's safe. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, you can, of course, I, I, we're open and you can, but then often on the other side, the employees and the team is feeling, um, yeah, no, it's not that safe, right? I don't really feel like I can speak up and say those things. So Mariah, I want you to respond to Joe Beck's comment here. She says, um, creating a safe environment will result in a culture of employee contribution to the mission, increasing buy-in, increasing positive work environment, and resulting in happiness. Mm-hmm. So Joe Beck, what I hear you saying is it's a process, right? It, it, mm-hmm. And Mariah, I want you to respond to that. Yeah, it it is a process because uh, and and it's uh, it, it, like like Fetzel was saying, it's it's a collaboration. So in a collaboration, you want to be able to be safe. You know, it's an environment because if it's not safe, you don't collaborate. So it's important to create this safety for each one of us, and then you know, from the safety, you become to open up. And you become to to really be linked to the mission because otherwise, you know, when you know when there's no, you're not safe. The mission doesn't mean anything to you. So you you really need to get you know this safety and communicate properly. And the communication must be about including what the person is all about, including what the the person can bring, not just a mission that is you know that is not actually. Um, connecting with 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 your employees i think that's also something that you people the, the, the you know the leaders need to to make sure and happiness i mean i i gave you the example of uh, this uh, you know the the direct report that i was you know uh, managing back then it, it's just amazing what you can do when people are happy they, they they can actually work and deliver more than you ask them because they're just happy to do whatever they do they feel safe they feel they are happy so the the positive energy is what it's what comes out of uh, everything that they do for the team absolutely marie so sujan is saying exactly that is so mm-hmm. true that when you are creating that space and you have allowed them to show up as their full selves, you are seeking to hear and understand them, then you Mm -hmm. have an opportunity to really get their buy-in, right? And um, and then they're willing to go above and beyond and that not, as as you mentioned with this direct report, not the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. Sujit said, fantastic discussion. I feel this is a good starting point. I believe small units eventually construct the organization. So Sujit, if we start with your concept of small units constructing the organization we start with an individual Mm -hmm. that individual contributes to an energy and environment of a small unit and a small team and then that small team feeds into the larger team right so absolutely it's a constructive sort of building process that we go through so Tamiyako is here. She says, good morning, everyone in the DFW area. And I have water in my cup. Great to see you this morning, Tamiyako. Let's do our um, greatness minute. I, I think we're going to I'm going to have to navigate and adjust some of what we would have normally done with all of our technical challenges. So we're going to move right to our greatness minute. And then after the greatness minute, what I want to talk about, um, Fetzel and Murray, are the two strategies that organizations can begin using to get to this happiness, right? Empowerment and also well-being, fostering well-being. We're going to talk about empowerment first. And what does it look like? How do we empower people uh, so that they really feel like they have a voice and a contribution? So let's do the Greatness Minute. And then when we come back, let's talk about how we empower our people. (music) 
Hello everyone, this is Mariah, the Greatness Engineer, with you today. Welcome to the Greatness Minute. So you must know by now that you have greatness inside of you. You've been listening to me for the last few weeks as part of this Greatness Minute, and I hope that you understand that you have this greatness, but don't sit on it. Don't sit on it. Your road to greatness starts now. It doesn't start tomorrow. It starts now. So make sure, don't, you know, no more drama, no more excuses, no more waiting for the right moment to start implementing something. Start planning now. Start putting all the resources that you need now. Start immersing yourself in the right communities, in the right environment. Start growing your knowledge. Start surrounding yourself with the right people and stop, stop just waiting for it to happen. It is your time. Step, you know, step into your greatness, get moving and get going because your journey to greatness starts now. So thank you for being with us today. See you next week. Absolutely, right now, no more drama. As Marie no said, more drama right? now. <laughs> <laughs> no more drama. So let's talk about that, right? If you're going to become great, let's talk about empowerment, right? And um, in this process, when when you're thinking about empowerment, Betso, what does that look like and feel like to you? Betso? Uh-oh, she might be having internet challenges again. All right, so we'll wait for her to rejoin us. So, so Marie, let's start with you then. What does, when you think of empowerment, and I want everyone out there to begin thinking about this, what does empowerment look like um, for you? Think about your place of work, the folks that you manage, what does empowerment look like? So Marie, what does that look like when, uh, uh, for you in, in terms of the work that you do? So in terms of the work, of the work that I do, and uh, I think I mentioned it at the beginning of the Greatness Minute, I know that each one of us, we have something to give. We, we have something to give. But the problem that that is, you know, what the obstacle that we see is that not everyone is actually able to use this power, greatness that they have and, and, and really contribute to, uh, in, in the case of a team, contribute in the team. So it's important that we help them to get that out. And, and bring the best of them on the table, really build on their strength more than on what they are lacking. And it's important to, to understand what are the strengths so that you can help to empower them to use this strength that is going to bring value to the team or to everything that they are doing. And for me, empowerment is really using your own power and, and use it to create you know, value externally for you know for other people or for you know for for to to grow as an individual and for me that's that's really the way i see it and then with the women that i work with they are exceptional women but I, I, you see them sometimes not really stepping into their power so and and you know they can you know do great things and and so you have you need to be this you know um i would say this uh, click that they need to really start to spread and use it to to go to the next level and that's that's for me the the empowerment hmm. i love that so you know that they have greatness within you and you're really just doing the work of supporting and bringing that greatness out so yeah, i want to talk um you know when i'm thinking about empowerment let me first read um sujin's comment nations communities and groups all represent the collective sum of all individuals thank you everyone absolutely this is a powerful conversation because right now folks are looking specifically for workplaces and work opportunities collaborative opportunities where they feel empowerment and uh, joe Betts says a safe environment has to come from the top if team if individual teams create a culture of trust and collaboration but the top does not foster that safe environment it will sabotage that safe environment within those different teams and then you also all of a sudden now instead of that happy team you have an unhappy and a, a team or a toxic environment so um really important comments joe beth because it does it has to go through all levels of the organization from the top and the bottom everyone has to foster and feel 
um, this sense of empowerment. Michael says you can empower the workers and give them authority to make decisions uh, on what will happen, but the results of those decisions is still your responsibility. You can give away authority, but the leader can never give away responsibility. Michael, that's spot on because that's mm -hmm. where I was going to go next with empowerment. When I'm thinking about a team or a culture, whether they feel empowered, one of the questions I ask is, who is the decision maker? Who has the ability to make decisions within this team? And in some sort of top heavy organizations, the decision always rests with the top leader, whoever that person is. What, what happens when we decentralize decision-making, when you empower people across the organization to say, I hire people that are talented, smart, um, engaged, they understand our mission, they're committed to our values. So yes, I trust you to make the decisions that are in the best interest of the organization. What an incredible space to operate in. There's an example uh, that I wanna share here. The Four Seasons, actually empowers their entire workforce. And they do it by saying um, one thing. There's one, uh, one statement that they use, and that is do whatever you think is right. Hmm. Do whatever you think Perfect. is right. How incredible is that to have that level of trust throughout the organization mm -hmm. to say, don't lean on policy. I cannot tell you how many times people are frustrated because they say, well, this is our policy or this is our process, or this is the way mm -hmm. we do it. Mm -hmm. When you know in your heart that what that person really needs from you at that moment is something that's not in the policy. So for the four mm -hmm. reasons to say, do whatever you think is right, Marae, what do you think of that? No, it's powerful. And, uh, and I've worked in a team where, you know, our leader uh, was actually not the one making the KPI or the, the the business plan for us. It would just bring us together and say, okay, what needs what thing needs to be done? Create the plan. The only thing I'm gonna do is to make you accountable for that. So so then you feel really empowered. And then at the end, if you don't deliver, that's not a target that the leader actually set. It's a target that you set as a, as a team. So you can't actually uh, say that you're not you're not being empowered or you, you can't actually blame the leader. And I think this is, you know, in line with what, you know, what you're saying is that do what you feel is right, put it into, you know, a working plan and keep it. And then as a leader, I'm going to be the one, you know, accountable because I think we, we talked about the accountability, which is still, you know, with the leader. So that's, mm -hmm. that's an important, you know, a very important point to, to make is that, yes, you can empower, but at the end of the day, the accountability still come back to, to the leader that is, you know, uh, leading the team. Such an important point and a really great um, add, Michael. Joe Uh-oh, crazy Wi-Fi issues again. I was like, what in the world? <laughs> what in the world today, people, with this internet and this technology, I can't even. But anyway, mm -hmm. what would happen? So Michael, Jobez, Sujin, uh, Tamiako, um, everyone out there sort of listening to this, what mm -hmm. would it be like if in your organization, your leader said to you, do whatever you think is right? What would that mean? for how you treat your people, for, for how you support your team. If someone needs a mental health day or, or what have you, do they have to go through processes? If someone needs a new laptop, are there 85 different approvals that are needed to get them to what they need in order to do their job, right? How do we empower people at that level? Um, and so uh, mom said, I love the concept of do what you think is right. As long as it's not confused with do what you want. Oh, mm -hmm. oh that's a good one. That is that's a good, a good one. one. Yeah. Murray, respond to that because that, that could, that could happen if you have not properly educated your workforce. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Murray, what, what are your thoughts on that? Like what happens if you can, if you have folks confusing, do what you think is right with that means do what you want. Yeah, and I think it, I mean, she's right because people will think that because it did what do what's you know you you think is right you you will do what you want. That's not 
what it's all about, you know. And and uh, you, st- I think we still you still have to put boundaries when you you talk about empowerment, because otherwise it, it becomes really an, an anarchy, you know. It's yeah, it's you know everybody's just doing what they want, and at the end of the day, I mean, it's not creating the the result the the result that we want. So it's important to to say do whatever is right, knowing as well that, you know, boundaries, which are, you know, the culture of the company, the uh, the values that, you know, the, the company stands for right. and, and, and have this limit because otherwise uh, it can go all over the place. Yeah, absolutely. It could, it could be a disaster if you don't do mm-hmm. that well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, but again, that all starts at the, at the beginning, right? At mm-hmm. the mission and the vision. Mm-hmm. And then how is that translated practically? And, and then giving your leader scenario, like for instance, in this case, here's a, here's a scenario. Mm-hmm. Let's talk through it. What is, what would it mean to do what you think is right in this situation? So that you're really giving them an opportunity um, to explore and understand what you mean um, when you say that concept. So Regina said, empowerment means to me that I am being the leader of my company. I can work with employees in a collaborating effort to create outcomes that are productive for the whole team. Um, Absolutely. When you are empowering people, then there is a shift. It makes Mm -hmm. your job easier when you empower the entire team. And uh, Joe Best says, technology as an entirely new element where systems are critical to the success of streamlining processes to increase revenue and decrease expenses and achieve KPIs. So this system limits empowerment within those systems. It's interesting, Joe Beth, that's a good point that technology can actually impact empowerment. Mm -hmm. And so each team really has to look at that. And and then my next strategy for creating empowerment, Joe Beth, is you've got to ask the tough questions. You've got to ask the tough questions and be willing to respond um, to those uh, and be willing to, to hear the tough feedback that's going to come back. But that, again, says to people, we believe in you, we trust you, we honor you. We want to hear what's working, just like we want to hear what's not working. So I think mm-hmm. that those two are really, really important. Uh, Joe Beth, thank you for that contribution. So empowerment, right? And, and thinking about what empowerment looks like in your team. But the second aspect that we talked about in terms of creating cultures um, that really are healthy and productive is well-being. Marae, mm-hmm. how do we bring well-being into the workplace? Like, what does it look like? And for those of you out there listening, what does well-being look like in your organization? If you're going to foster a healthy sense of well-being, what does that look like, Marae? Uh, well-being, I think it starts with, you know, uh, listening to people because, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, when you don't feel okay, you don't feel well, you have to create a platform where people can actually up express you know how they feel and and then you you bring the support to them and and uh, and I think that's uh, that's a key thing to to set up because uh, if you don't listen and and I think if you're fit to listen you don't actually know what's going on you don't actually know how people feel and you might you know take some action that are actually going to worsen the situation so it's important to have an environment where there is you know uh, a safe environment where people can talk about how they feel, how they you know they they uh, how things are going for them on the work, work you know on on the in the work environment, but outside you know uh, outside work because it impacts what they are producing in in you know in 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 uh, in, in the what they bring in the team. So that's uh, that's for me the most important thing is you know uh, being able to to have a safe environment, being able to listen without judging and being able to provide the support as well that is needed, you know, have, you know, an expert that can actually handle, you know, if people are not really feeling well and there's something, it's something that you can't actually handle, have, you know, a safe environment and expertise ready to to help them to, to go to the, you know, to, to address what they what they go through and also create an environment where they're happy because we're talking about happiness yeah. you know yeah. have you know this happiness well-being is part of it so that's uh, that's i think some of the key thing that I, I look at when it's about when when i, I hear about well-being 
Yeah, I think I think you're right. It's all connected, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's stepping back as an organization and saying, who do we want to be, right? Who do we what you know? If we could fast forward into the future and have the absolute wonderful culture, what would that look like? Really being intentional mm-hmm. about defining that culture, and then you mm-hmm. begin to move into it with those pieces. Well, how are mm-hmm. we doing here? How are we doing here? One of the things um, that you mentioned, uh, Marae, is having systems and processes to support people when they are not doing well. Many mm-hmm. organizations have like an employee uh, uh, assistance program, EAP, as we often call it, but some people don't really understand what that means. And the benefits and services, most EAP programs offer wonderful services. You might be able to get 10 free counseling sessions or you know, mm-hmm. uh, um, membership to the gym or all of these different things, but employees have to promote that as well and say, mm-hmm. hey, don't forget this is a bit, don't just once a year during annual benefit time, you list all the benefits. And this is what I'm used to seeing. You list all the benefits once a year. You say, hey, here's your benefit package. It's great and it's wonderful. And you never hear about it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> during the course of the year, nobody speaks about the fact that, hey, don't forget, we have this service available to support you. Hey, have you tried this? Hey, have you engaged in this service? So I think that is an important part of those services you have available. Promote them, advertise them, highlight them, share them with folks because out of sight is out of mind. And if you only tell me once a year in the moment that I'm in crisis, I'm probably not thinking about it because we haven't been talking about it and I haven't heard about it. Yeah, and and I think something that is important is to to have checkpoints, even if you know you feel like nobody has a sign of you know not feeling well or not being happy. To have you know when we have instead of having the you know employee feedback uh, once a year, have you know some checkpoints regularly just to you know to show that as a, as a leader and as an organization you you really care about your your people and and that's that's an important thing absolutely no it it is important to to feel that caring right and caring is an action term so mm-hmm. so not just saying that oh yeah of course we care where mm-hmm. does that show up every day in your workspace mm-hmm. in your workplace so michael said uh, when one person falters another person picks up the project and finishes it an empowered team is ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Absolutely, Michael. It's those ordinary, we're all just individuals, but together we can do so much. Um, Tamiako said, Murray, being supported and knowing that you are in a safe space within an organization is huge. And she also said, Rhonda, I agree that EAP should be promoted. If you don't stop, and read deep into what the HR department offers, then you lose out on some great resources. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we make the assumption that everyone knows. Of course, mm-hmm. everyone knows what's available. You know, we tell them once a year, but no, we've got to be able to promote um, those um, processes that we have. Here's one other thing that I want to talk about with well being. Um, with well being, mm-hmm. hold on, let me get a couple comments here. Uh, Sujin says, I feel there's still a lot an individual can contribute to this journey. I agree. Leaders need to provide safe environment, but the individual awareness that happiness is individual responsibility. Sujin, yes, I absolutely agree. I think what we're really talking about is when you have system structures and processes that don't allow employees to show up as their best selves. Oh, um, Fetso is back. Let me get her back on screen. Uh, When you have individual employees that are not or processes that do not allow people to show up and do their best work. If that mm-hmm. is the case, then yes, as an individual, I can be as happy to, as the day is long. However, when I am in this workspace, if I don't feel like I'm set up for success, we don't have open lines of communication. Um, no one is taking care of each other. No one is promoting the resources we have available. Then nine times out of 10, I'm not going to be a happy employee. I may be happy mm-hmm. in my outside and my world, at home, but I'm not going to be happy within the walls of the organization. And therefore, I'm going to be looking to move. That's a welcome back. I'm so sorry that you're having the crazy technical challenges. Can you hear me? Fatso, can you hear me? No, she's having such... Yeah, such a lot of... And one thing I wanted to ask, you know, when we we talk 
talk about well-being sometimes you know we you know organization have you know psychologists but we've made such a you know a bad name to psychologists because we look at psychologists as you know when you you have a crisis or you're crazy or you can't but psychologists can actually be very positive especially for your growth it doesn't have to be uh, you know, you, you don't just go and see the psychologist because you, 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 you're, you're feeling bad. It can actually help you to enhance, you know, your, 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 your positivity and, and, and start to deliver even more. So I think that's also the way we present things, the way we present those services and, and you know, and, 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 and really come uh, show it as a positive thing that that will bring, you know, a value to the team and to into the rest of the organization. Mm -hmm. No, I absolutely agree. Let's read Regina's comment. And she says healthy well being to me means listening to your team or employees, understanding new thoughts and ideas, remembering diversity and inclusion and a happy, warm environment is important as well. Um, absolutely all of those things. Let's take just a moment to do something a little bit more fun. <laughs> and let's <laughs> let's do our top two because we have been struggling with these technical challenges. And, and Fetso is an amazing leader with so much to share. And I'm so sorry that you all are, are, are not able to hear her contributions today um, because I really wanted her to be able to um, contribute to this conversation because I know she it's one she's passionate about. So for that, we apologize for the technical challenges and difficulties today. So let's do our top two for today. And remember, I gave you a heads up. Let me give you a heads up again. So after we do our little intro here. So if you're out there listening, we want to know today, what are your top two favorite quotes? your top two favorite quotes or two quotes that really resonate with you. So we're going to um, do our top two and ask you to share those with us um, on the other side. So um, yeah, Fetso in the back channel said that she's just, it's a bad connection and her sound is not very clear. So we do apologize for that. So when we come back, tell us your top two favorite quotes right after this. Okay, so our top two favorite quotes. For me, um, Marae, I was thinking about this. There are so many really good quotes um, yeah. out there. It's hard to choose two. But the two um, that I'll share today, and, and as I said, there are many. So if you're in the same position as me and you've got like a whole ton of favorite quotes, trust me, I get it. But just share two of them with us. One of my favorite quotes is by Milton Berle. And it is, if opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. Mm -hmm. Right. So if opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. This goes to your greatness minute, Marae, where you were saying, don't wait. It's today. Mm -hmm. Step into that right now. No drama, no excuses. There is no reason for us not to be leaning into our greatness. So his quote, if opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. The second one for me is the quote by Maya Angelou. And this quote is when people show you who they are, believe them the first time. When people show mm -hmm. you who they are, believe them the first time. The reason that quote resonates with me so much is because it helps me to take a, a lot of my um, judgment and, you know, what if and why and all of these things that can go through our heads. When you show me who you are, I'll believe you. Mm -hmm. That's it. If that's who you are, then that's who you are. There's really nothing for me to do with that other than to understand who you are. I don't need to judge it. I don't need to put you in a box or a category, but I need to trust that what you're mm -hmm. showing me is you, right? And, and so I love those two quotes for those reasons. What about you, Marae? What are your two quotes? So I have two quotes uh, coming from two French, you know, French uh, offer. The first one is from Anatole France. And what Anatole France says is that to accomplish great things, you must not only act, but also dream, not only plan, but also believe. So it's important that, you know, you, you have a dream, but the action, you know, taking action is very, very important to, to materialize this dream. And uh, you, 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 you need to have faith as well, a strong faith, which is the belief so that that you know it gives you the energy 
to yeah. keep going even when you know you you, you step into obstacles or a, any you know a, any, any challenges that come that comes with uh, you know any any great thing that you you want to do so that's that's the first one the second one is more about the diversity and it's uh, from an author called saint exupéry and the um, the quote is the one who differ from you far from arming me enriches me so basically mm. You, you you know you don't have to be the same you know you always learn from whoever interact with you know whatever the person does whatever whoever the person is even if it's your enemy you always learn from this person and 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 that's something that I always do is uh, even in a, a situation where I have you know somebody challenging me or somebody not agreeing with me I always want to look at what do I learn from this person, from this situation? Because that's really what's going to help, you know, help me to grow and, and empower myself as well, since we, we're talking about empowerment. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And um, you're right. So even when folks are challenging you, right, being able to lean into that and ask yourself the key question of what can I learn from this? Um, situation mm -hmm. instead of sort of some of the other things that we tend to do and mm -hmm. you know sort of get frustrated and upset and, and disagreeable. So thank you for sharing your two. Michael's two are creativity is intelligence having fun. Oh, I love that, Michael. Mm -hmm. That's really great. Um, and that's Einstein. And then the next one is um, Michael says, don't let a rock in your shoe ruin the foundation you walk on. And that quote is by Michael Waiter. Michael, that sounds like you. Don't let a rock in your shoe ruin the foundation that you walk on. So thank you for sharing. So thank you for sharing your two. Here's two from Regina. Les Brown, you got to be hungry. Absolutely. In other words, you're not going, if you're not, then you're not leaning into your greatness. You're not stepping up. You're not trying to have seek those happy empowered places and then the second one is uh and every man and woman is responsible for their own happiness and she said i'm not sure where that one comes from thank you regina for sharing your quotes with us joe beth says learn from the mistakes of others love that you can't live long enough to make them all yourself Oh, that is very powerful by Eleanor Roosevelt. So let me read that again. Learn from the mistakes of others. You can't live long enough to make them all yourself. Really nice. Thank you so much, mm -hmm. Joe Beth. And then Tamiyako says, tell me and I forget. Teach me and I remember. Involve me and I learn. Ooh, mm -hmm. love that one by Ben Franklin. That's really a great quote. And then she said, spread love wherever you go. Let no one ever come to you without leaving happier, Mother Teresa. Oh, wow. That, that one is one that resonates with me strongly as well. So we've had a good conversation. Any final questions from anyone out there on how organizations can create happier, more empowered, cult well, happier and healthier cultures. Two strategies that we talked about today are number one, to empower your people. Look at your mm -hmm. organization, figure out what that looks like. And the second strategy we talked about was fostering well-being, where people can bring their whole selves to work. So those are the two. We're going to move into our final wrap up in our what's in your cup segment. I can't believe the time has gone so fast. I don't know what to say about the technology today. <laughs> I, also say, I must also say that our colleague, our coworker, our friend Roz is not with us today because she had she had technical issues and I think they had some power outages or Wi-Fi outages or something in her entire area. So whatever it is is in the air, right? It's 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 in the atmosphere and it is reaching us from Texas uh, to Australia. Mm -hmm. to Botswana, to um, Florida, where Roz is, right? So whatever is happening out there is not just us. So just know that. So we're going to move into our wrap-up segment. Please, everyone, share what you took away from this conversation. And is there something that you can take back to your organization uh, to really help them create happier cultures? That is the differentiator today. So, Marae, it's just you and I. So let's hold up our cups. Yeah, it's uh, it's... And my cup doesn't. <laughs> my cup doesn't. <laughs> oh, there it is. Got it. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh my goodness. goodness! It's yeah. one of those days, isn't it? 
it is. Well, let's do our little what's in your cup and then we'll come up back, Marae, and we'll get your final thoughts on this. If you're out there in the audience, start typing in your comments on your takeaways and your final thoughts for what we put in your cup today. As crazy as it was, as tech technologically challenging as it was, I am hoping that we still put something in your cup today. All right. So, Marae, what what do you want folks to walk away with today? Well, it I mean, it was despite the technology, it was a great conversation, and there there was, was you know a lot of thanks to Jens for participating. It's just amazing to the insight that came in, and for me, is really to make sure you empower your people and understand, you know, what they are great at, you know, because empowering them is bringing the best out of them. And that's, that's important. If you want, you know, to uh, your project to work, if you want to be successful as a leader, you can't do it on your own, you have to bring your team with you. And uh, your mission and your vision as to here, you have to make sure to communicate it to them so that they connect to it, they own it, and together you go to, you you go and deliver this mission and and reach the goal. So that's really you know the the key one, and it it it's about you know empowering physically, uh, spiritually, intellectually, because we, we we're talking about you know wellness. So that's the full package. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, Marie, and. That full package is what is has the opportunity to set you at, apart as an organization from others. If you want to attract top talent, retain top talent, have a happy, productive workforce, then these are things that you should be actively looking at. And they're not easy. I, I, I make, you know, I'm under no illusion that these things are easy to do because of many times our systems and processes are rooted in history and time and everything. And it's a great time to really unlock and to be able to innovate around those. So let's get our final comments um, here. Cindy, uh, mom says, yes, Michael, I love the rocking your shoe quote. Yes, that was absolutely a really good one. And Sujin said, great discussions. Thank you, Rhonda. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. We truly appreciate you. I really want to thank everyone out there. There's a Facebook user who hasn't authorized, I guess, them to show their name. So it just says Facebook user. So, hey, ladies, is all I see. I have no idea who that is. Sometimes it can be easier to watch on YouTube because you don't quite have some of those challenges. But I think I want people to take away from this that Creating healthy, productive cultures is an intentional process. The executive teams need to be mindful and thoughtful about where they want to go with their organizations, what the current state is, and then strategies to intentionally close the gap, right? That's how we begin to move our organizations forward, to be able to have difficult conversations to say, this isn't working for us, or this doesn't feel good or this doesn't feel safe, I don't really feel like I can speak up and here's why. And really empowering folks to make decisions. If you as the leader are the one who's making all the decisions, I think you have an opportunity there. I will make no judgments about that, but I will say I invite you as a leader to look at that. Who is making the decisions in your organization and how would your job change? if others were empowered to make those decisions. So there's a final comment from Joe Bess who says, embrace the continual change of progress, involve stakeholders in shaping how to contribute as change continues and continue to get feedback, give feedback, support one another during failures and celebrate success. Joe Beth, thank you. Incredible um, ending there to our show. We really appreciate all of you and having these uh, conversations with us because we learn from you all as well as we are going through this process. Couple of finals. Uh, Regina said this topic is packed, locked and loaded. Well, I make it a point to stay connected and mentally open to ideas and opportunities. I'll strengthen my communication and listening skills. It's her takeaway. 
Mom's takeaway is the ability of the show host. I've seen Rhonda and Roz carry the show. Today I saw Rhonda and Marae carry with the same abilities. Excellent job. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. It was a challenging one today, all. Don't forget to share this video as my final request of all of you. There's someone out there who on your team needs to hear this. Just give them a heads up that they'll have to work through some technical challenges with us, but the meat, the content, the subject was really, really good. So Marae, I will see you in our, we'll do a really short debrief today on the other side, just and to be able to laugh and get something. By the way, <laughs> if you all are not a member of the Coffee with Rhonda Show tribe on Facebook, we actually post behind the scenes conversations. So after the show, we go into the, another room and we sort of do a quick debrief. We just sort of relax a little bit and so those behind the scenes are posted in the Coffee with Rhonda Show Tribe on Facebook. So go to Facebook, type in Coffee with Rhonda Show Tribe, request to join the group, answer the questions, and then get behind the scenes with us and see what it looks like when we exhale at the end of the show. So for everyone out there, thanks so much for watching. We truly, truly appreciate all of you. Have a fantastic rest of your weekend, and we will see you back here for another episode of next, or next week on the Coffee with Rhonda Show.